Oh yeah, I moved us down uh, three tracks, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. So, do you guys think North did that painting? <laughs> yes. You know what? I actually do. I think oh, she yeah. did too. I'm really proud of her, honestly. I at first I saw it and I thought it was a joke, yeah. and then I and then I saw a picture of her holding it, and I was like, "Oh, that's crazy! She did that." Yeah. And then a lot of people didn't believe How her. Was she like six, oh. seven? Oh, but man. dude, just imagine you're around Kanye since being born, like. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. I like, mean, I, I yeah. guess it makes sense, but at the same time, that's a really nice painting. Like, it was yeah. a really nice painting. It's not like yeah. it's not like when we were in school, like in middle school, and we did something that was like kind of sick, so mm-hmm. they put it up in the hallway. That's like some shit she's gonna sell. Someone's gonna sell that. Oh, it's already bought. Oh, somebody oh, already yeah, bought it, dude. It might, has to be. I yeah. guarantee somebody's gonna <laughs> buy it for like six thousand dollars. Has to be. It looked like a sponge though. Like she was like, you know, the trees. Yeah, the sponge brush. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is very detailed. That's what got me. It was from my Wyoming for sure. It looked like Wyoming. So, a lot of time, a lot of time out in the in the mountains and whatnot. I'm happy about it. Yeah. I don't know if she's gonna be a painter though. I don't know if that's she the deal. She do whatever she wants. I mean, Kanye, that's why Kanye went to college. Right. Because he went to, he went for art. Right. Oh, I didn't Did know he went for, like, painting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And video game art, all that. Yeah. That makes sense then. Okay. Yeah. yeah good for it's her. It's already in her blood. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah. No, Alex texted me, though. Santino Jones texted me. What's up? And he said, craziest question I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> Yo, what's your favorite yay line? I was like, oh, because he didn't say bar. Because I, I probably got some bars. Nah, nah. It's, it's a line. He got lines. It's a line. Like one line. I think I gave you a couple from Gorgeous. I gave you, I gave you one from, uh, what was it? Jesus Walks. Yes. And then from the Diamonds remix. Yes. <laughs> you write your own rhyme, sorta. I thank him. <laughs> Y'all eat pieces of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's my top two. What's your favorite uh, line? Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's hard. I had to Google because I was like, that's a lot. You had a good one, though. You had a good one. What's a black beetle anyway? A fucking roach? Bro. I guess that's why they got me sitting there. Fucking Fucking coach. coach. It's not funny (laughs) in here. Try different jokes. I can't think of I honestly can't think of a single one I've never had anybody ask me what my favorite line by an artist is, though. That's tough. Well, Well, maybe it's because... I don't know. I don't know why. I literally can't even think of a Kanye bar right now that's like thought. Like all the Kanye bars I can think of are like, Nasty. "fuck you hard on the sink." Right, after right, that, right. give you something to Nasty drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah, great yeah, line. Yeah. That's a great line. What, what was that line? Hold up. It, um, <laughs> I don't even know the line. He said, "Fuck this model." Oh yeah. Did you think that I'm an a- asshole? Yeah. <laughs> Did I get bleach on my asshole. t-shirt? <laughs> I'm being asshole. Yeah. If I uh, I got high when, when I met, met her, her. Hey. she was, was down, down in Tribeca. She got on your skin if you let her. She get on your skin if you. That's the best. That's my favorite. That's his best album. I don't know. He was doing that Michael Jackson. I don't know. I don't know if that's a common consensus, but what, I, Pablo. That's my favorite. No. Um. That's oh, Pablo. That was Pablo. Yeah. yeah it was. What'd you think it was? Jesus. Yeah, I was gonna say Jesus for sure, but I I forgot how good Pablo was in hindsight because when it came out, it was dope. I listened to it and I yeah. liked it, but it didn't like, it wasn't like, uh, I'll, oh, I'm gonna bang this in my car everywhere I go, like how Jesus was. Pablo's like a shuffle me album to me. Yeah, it is. You mm-hmm. can shuffle that shit any way you want, and it's dope. It is. You know. What you want me to wiggle it? Yeah, fix that. Yeah, I wiggle in it. Yeah, wiggle. I can't hear shit. I, but I, I can't hear it either. It's definitely recording though. You can hear me though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's recording. It's definitely recording. Yeah, okay. Technical difficulties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Uh, yes. It moved a little working. bit, and it's just it ain't working for me. Right. But I can hear y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't working for me. Hey, either way, that's what happens when you do uh, DIY podcasting. Yeah. You get candles on the table and shit. That's I'm gonna be really careful. Oh, it's not even on top of it. I thought it was on top of the wire. But yeah, that was a great question, man. And yeah, it took me a while. Because Kanye really is, even though he has ghostwriters, okay? We know this. Part of Fontaine wrote that whole violent crime. But he's, yeah. I feel like he, even when they're ghostwriting for him, I feel like he is, like, it's, well, that's what ghostwriters do. They write for the artists and their voice. But I just feel like no one does it. Like Kanye. Like Kanye. Yeah. He gets the best ghostwriters. 
I didn't know Kanye had ghost. Well, I guess I did know that because of Sci High the Prince and Lupe. That whole thing. Lupe always. wrote Black uh, Black Skin. But they, I guess right? they sometimes he does it different ways. Sometimes, sometimes he's sitting around freestyling. Yeah. And people put in a line or they're, they're like, like, "Yo, say yeah. that instead of this." Other times he do be having people, you know, do a hook, start this verse, give me a flow for the song, mm. shit like that. Does he get away with that because he makes most of his beats? Yes, he gets away with that because he's he's a producer. Yeah, they'll never let Drake get away with that. Yeah, never. And he's and he's done it probably Drake's more. Drake's not a producer, if not just as many times as right. he did. You're right, he's not. Yeah, yeah. you think this is his biggest downfall? He, what Drake? No. Drake? Drake no. being not being a producer. No. Like if there's any of his anything that goes against Drake, no. What is it then? The, his son, probably. His son. <laughs> his son. <laughs> His biggest downfall was his son. Well, the way he handled that whole thing. The way yeah. he handled that whole thing. And his beef with Pusha T. Pusha T. I get, yeah, bro, I guess I'll say the destroyed downfall would be like the ghost writing, but not for me. Because I still see him as like top 10 rappers of all time. I, I think it's I think it's interesting that you you mentioned the the child situation because I was I was thinking of like facets of how he makes music but that really was one of the most influential Drake moments that happened throughout his life, bro. Like that, that was the biggest fucking deal when it happened, and it seems like it happened yesterday. Dude, that and the flog nub when when they booed him off stage. That shit was hilarious to me. <sighs> forgot about that. Very funny. Like that's hilarious. Forgot about that. I mean, they thought it was Frank. Bro, I, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. They thought it would be. Well, it's also funny to me that Drake, like his whole reaction to the whole thing was just kind of like, he, he like he was like, you know, up there, and then he was looking around. Y'all want me to go? And then he said that <laughs> he took his earbud off because he wanted to like hear what people were saying because he was like listening to himself, and he like yeah. listened for a second, and he's like, all right, and then he just like walks. He's like, Y'all want to hear more? Y'all want me to go? He and was expecting were, the opposite, and, and they were like, "Boo, fuck <laughs> you, you suck, you're not Frank." And he took it like a champ, though. He yeah. he was very positive about the situation. He didn't he didn't talk a bunch of shit about Tyler. Mm-hmm. He actually thanked no. Tyler for inviting him even afterwards. Yeah. And Tyler, thanked no, Tyler him. was mad. Tyler was mad at the fans. Yeah, he was like, "That's cancel culture. Y'all fucked up yeah, with that man. shit." Fuck you, man. Yeah. If I was there, bro, I mean, I would have loved it, but I understand. Man. They would have been everybody around you would have been like, "No, fuck it." Right. Well, that's just not Drake's demographic. Like you're in California, exactly. You know, they would have went wild for ASAP. That's what Tyler like, said. But I, I kind of disagree with that. Well, what, do you think that it was a majority of... No, it, okay. I feel like it. everyone is Drake's demographic. Yeah, One, but there are pockets, though. But it was just the whole context of having the blank name. And it's happened before. I think Frank was a blank name one of the first times. Word. And he came out. Word. So people, you know, are. Ex- it was just expectations. It was like he just came out with that album that year or whatever, or a single or something. The DHL drop, right? Right. Yeah. And they're like, you know. And they haven't seen Tyler and Frank on stage for a minute. So I would, you know, they're expecting other shit. That's I, real. I feel like if I went if to. If that was a different place, though, or or if Drake was even on the bill, it would have been great. I would have had the same reaction. if I wouldn't be booing, but I would be confused if I went to Camp Flogna and Drake was the surprise artist. Like, I don't know if I would be, I like, know. ready for that. But if I went to, like... Yams Day. Any other show and that happened, I would have been hyped. What you want, Khalees? <laughs> what? What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I'd yeah. be going crazy if Khalees came <laughs> yeah, out. I don't give a shit. Or, um, <laughs> or even if, like... Like, it would make more sense... If Pharrell came out. Yes. You know? That would have been happens. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, like, I think one of the years... They did it. The year NERD think, was the. I think that was that year or the year before. That yeah. was the year before. And that obviously everybody went nuts. But mm-hmm. it definitely definitely comes down to like expectations and like tone. Yeah. For like shit. But I mean, in a lot of ways, I don't think that Tyler is anything like Drake now. But I feel like his scope is just as overreaching. Mm-hmm. Like because of how diverse his music is now versus mm-hmm. like how niche it was when he started. Yeah. Think, he like, how out. niche Tyler was. When he started yeah, making music, he now, was man. fucking yeah. gratuitous. One of the yeah. most gratuitous rappers of our generation. Yeah, today's 10 years from Yonkers, too. That's 10 crazy. years today. That's yeah. mm-hmm. That was 10 years ago? Today, yeah. Yikes, we're getting old. That's crazy. Nah, bro, we're young. It's just started. It's, it's just started, How old are bro. you? I'm turning 24 in two days. Oh, happy early birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
24. Yeah. I remember turning 24. Yeah, I don't think I'm young anymore. I'm 24. I just turned 24, but... Bro, yeah. no, it's, I'm telling you, it's just starting, bro. It's <laughs> I feel just good about starting. starting my career technically at 25. Yeah. Like, I'm 25 now, and I'm, like, on track. I'm not on yeah. the, you know... I'm not running up the yellow brick road, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of on track. Sorry, I didn't mean to... Oh, no, I'm anything. fucking with it. You're good. I was fucking with it, too. Oh. We were both fucking with the microphone. I just can't hear me. It is what it is, bro. I can hear you just fine. <laughs> For sure. Not through the That's microphone. That's all that matters. <laughs> but it is recording. It's going to be really, really annoying if we go back and look at this. And we're like, oh, great. Alex's voice wasn't recording the whole right. time. Well, just, but it just go down the thing. Let's see if it's... Well, yeah, I pull. I tried long, to do that. As long as he's projecting. Oh, dude, I'm we'll so dumb. Up. I'm so dumb. That's my fault. How are you dumb? I I didn't do it right. What do you mean? I was trying to pull it over to look at it, and I and it i just i did it wrong is it still recording oh yeah oh, okay oh yeah it's at like 10 minutes now or something like that but yeah that is why uh see like it's if i did that it would be dude but we're good we got proof yeah, like <laughs> it's straight <laughs> what have you been uh what have you been working on man oh dude i brought a whole pack for you guys today oh, yeah i brought a whole pack um a pack i got tracks a pack of tracks okay. i got a whole pack um i don't know if we can put it in here all right, let's do it. We can do an exclusive. Let's we do, do it. it after the, after the thing. Okay, yeah, we'll, bet. We'll, we'll put it in. Okay, for sure. Um, I got four big things I'm doing right now. I got Alepe, which is Felipe and I's duo project, okay. right? I got a solo project coming out July 2nd. I got Purple Lemurs. We're back. <laughs> and I'm doing uh, beats on the side. Okay. Like people just hit me up and shit. So. You back chopping? Bro. Man. Bro, and I'm just chopping the homies. I'm just having the homies sample. I'm chopping mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. then we're making beats out of that. Then there's okay. no, I don't have to right. worry about you know right, right. whatever. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited, man. July second, huh? July second, first half of this year preparation. Literally second half, mm-hmm. second day, second half, we go. Would you say you have an official album? Like, ha- have you or were those mixtapes? No, nah, I, I wouldn't. No. What would you call? Yeah, I would just call those mixtapes. Okay. I call those amateur projects. Okay. You know? So you feeling this one? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Is has the production I wouldn't say value, but level of your production enhanced over the years? And I'm not talking about your beats. I'm literally talking about yeah. you going to a studio and recording versus like doing the type of shit that we would do in the house like oh, yeah. when everybody had started. Like are you now kinda like seeing the end of the tu- like the light at the end of the tunnel? so to speak like not in a death way but like you know we're on track now we're actually going to the big studios and getting the right work done yeah i mean it's just quality at 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 all costs at this point Mm -hmm. you know like it's quality to the point where today i spent four hundred dollars on running gear so i can run in the winter time so my voice is right you know what i'm saying that's Mm -hmm. outside the studio that's every aspect of every day you eat sleep breathe this shit like this is the only way we are even gonna make a, a fucking dent in what we really want to do because we've been really wanting to do this since we were 14 in that mm-hmm. basement you know with that little ass mixer and that one audio interface and that blue microphone that Sonus you know like Son- that's that audio <laughs> audio yeah what the fuck is the, the, the pre-sonus yeah. the audio <laughs> box it was the audio box yeah. it's been 10 years since that you know and yeah dude definitely like I'm only in the studio I'm only working with people who know what the fuck they're doing and I'm willing to admit that sometimes I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, mm. you know, because it's definitely a lot of shit I don't know. Well, that's like half of the battle. I feel like is finding, you know, collaborators, your your, uh, your strengths and weaknesses, and then understanding that your weaknesses can be solved by collaborating with people who know mm. what they're doing. And just help, bro. You know, and just help. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, who like who are some of your. Uh, current collaborators for this next project uh, people that helped you along the way Ardia number one mm-hmm. Sam Peters that's my roommate that's like my brother like he's in the he's in the studio for every song that we make like a lot of his shit it's like like I love this parallel but I hate this parallel like Kanye Mike Dean you mm-hmm. know like that's what I think of um, the studio like he, anytime that's his full time job that's his full time job you know sick um, Don Bolter he's there a lot he's just playing guitar Mike and Yanga always you know just the homie durs dirty durs mm-hmm. andy santa maria Durs, uh emma wyman pulls up shy lee you know uh shy Le- i don't know how to pronounce that but Lindsay, the homie mm-hmm. Lindsay freeman um, shaylee Shay- 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 oh fuck did i fucked her name up she's gonna hear this and be like fuck <laughs> um and then you know like 
in kind, of course, bro. Danny, St. Panther, Shout of out. course, you know, Jonathan Lynx, um, fire. Let's uh, pilot MFX mm. slash, uh, bro. Who, <laughs> bro, what was his old name, bro? Mm. I already forgot it. Nagoya Quartet. Nagoya Quartet, man. How did I forget that, bro? Um, yeah, it goes on and on, but that's yeah. definitely the core. And y'all now, yeah, the hell. <laughs> now, where, um, I guess not where. What like have you over the years since you're like other tapes? Like, where have you grown the most? Do you think it can uh, be whether personally or musically? Just the art of letting go. Like, man, I went through the ringer like a couple weeks ago. Just like I was at work and. My boss, bro, he's like this dude, like, shout out Martinis and Rich Munda, like, he's like this dude who will, like, see through you, and then, like, be like, if you want to look, like, take a look, but it ain't gonna be fun, it's like when Frodo looks in that reflecting pool, mm-hmm. and it's like, what the I hell, know, you know, exactly, you, bro, he, I was <laughs> like, dude, I, I forgot what I said to him, but he was like, man, you're a bitch, and I was like, what? Well, your boss? Yeah, he oh, was like, bitch. he was, oh, he was hell. like, you're a bitch, bro, and I was like, wow, bro, he's like, <laughs> wow, he was like, <laughs> Dude, dude, he was just like, bro, I don't get why, like, you're so focused on, like, the next best thing, on, like, what's going to be perfect next, like, like, the grass might be greener on the other side, you know, I was so focused on that grass Mm -hmm. on the other side of the fence that I would never, like, acquaint myself with what is in front of me right now, Mm. you know, and that's, like, a scapegoat thing, that's, like, a mental thing, so I don't really ever have to look at my own reflection, Mm. so now it's, like, all right, ground yourself dog embrace the unknown embrace the energy of being lost because you ain't never gonna find shit until you admit that you lost shit we were just talking about something similar last podcast man yeah that's so, the, so the yeah. truth you would say like what i'm hearing was there was some like perfectionism oh going on toxic perfectionism toxic bro killing me every day and not even just in the aspect of music just everywhere Mm -hmm. in my life just being like i gotta cut people off i gotta do this i gotta do that you know because it's just gonna be better when it's not like this it's just gonna be better when it's different and it's like when is it actually better when you know Mm. well i think the big truth that you're 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 like literally i can relate to is like when you're trying to chase something that we've never seen, but you know, we've seen other people do it. Exactly. And celebrities and like artists who've like achieved, you know, the certain milestone that we're all trying to reach. Mm. You like miss all of the process that goes into mm. that. And exactly. no one ever can illustrate that process. It's impossible to it's different for each person. Exactly. It's only learned exactly. through experience. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool, man. <clears throat> that you're kind of like honed in and I'm, focused I'm f- more, more so than stressed. i tripping out over you know perfection and things like that because i feel like dude like from what i've seen from like the people that we know and people who are artists Mm -hmm. and like dedicate as much time as you do to music the best shit always comes out of spur of the moment like epiphanies or you know literally just musical discoveries that wouldn't have happened if you were only focused on one facet that you needed to perfect right and being able to take in all that other stuff is you know helps you grow yeah and i feel like i mean correct me if i'm wrong but to me like those little moments and accepting them and like embracing them are what made me feel more confident in some stuff that i did agree whether it be video or music or anything like that like being able to like kind of smell the roses through all the tedious shit that went into it kind of you know produced a whole nother uh what's the term uh like sensation i guess like yeah being able to take pride in that and then being done or not being done but like rapping a song or like you know getting to a point where you're really happy with it mm-hmm. yeah. you look back on all those little moments and you're like oh shit like this is good because of that exactly. not just because it was spur of the moment so with i don't know if it's totally gone the perfection you know what i'm saying the professional perfection perfectionism is that a word perfection perfection Am I making up shit were you saying professionalism or yeah perfect- i thought you said Perfe- professionalism no for a second. i said perfect like being a perfectionist right? Right. perfectionism but do we can make that's up our own words everyone's gonna right. feel what we mean yeah you, you know, know what I mean. but yeah. that's what i was saying i don't know if you took it profession i don't know if you heard me yeah okay yeah so when you're like since you're saying that is a little bit gone yeah 
Um, how is the process now? Like the music process. How Word. do you know when stuff is done? Word. Um, do you like let it sit? Do you come back to it later? Like for sure. What's your process like now? Well, it's funny you ask that because I'm kind of working through the duality of both mentalities being possible. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Aleppe project, with Felipe and I, it's like it's very conceptual. Mm-hmm. Like we're writing like a whole script for that. Okay. We're like mapping out the songs like one through seven you know like this is how the character is going to develop and then how he's going to get you know to that end point in that album and then in the solo project it's just blind like i literally go in the studio and it's like whatever 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 pops out you know because that way i can grow in a way the time as well like this exactly 2021 july 2nd or before right right just even recording that is Mm -hmm. like so important you know so that solar project is definitely my like meditation on growing in that way where it's not perfectionism mm-hmm. all the time like yeah, i've been trying to get to that way i'm still kind of a perfectionist but i've been trying to focus on making projects that are like time capsules yeah not so much i'm being perfect i want to like look back in like 20 years and be like okay i know exactly where i was like yeah yeah and i was even though i don't like it like that today I understand well, you know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Right. Music has that power. It's crazy. It sends you back in time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like reading a book or, like, watching a movie. Because, like, I feel like it's something different about, like, when you hear something and you remember what you saw that day. Yeah. You know? It's different. Yeah. Like, you don't watch a movie. You're like, oh, I remember I was hearing some fucking car outside. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it's not the same. So, did, did you find, like, especially after, you know, you look back on certain moments when you listen to songs, when you found that, like, not focusing so much on one facet and not being such a perfectionist do you see like those songs do they take more or less time to make like do you because i mean i mean i've known people who literally take months to finish one song yeah and other people who would take literally a day to two days (laughs) right or 50 minutes like like yeah nothing so in that in your growth did you find that you felt safer taking your time to do like a song mm. over the course of a month or do you feel safer in that okay i have to cut myself off at this point because if i don't we're just going to keep going in circles and this might not be right what i had initially sought out to make it right i think i feel safer in just the idea that each song is going to have its own lifespan mm-hmm. and accepting that some are going to take months and some are going to take seconds right. you know because i feel like songs are just reflections of things we go through like I can make a song about just going out for a night and that's going to take me three hours because like I, that emotion is really quick for us, mm-hmm. you know? But I can make a song about grief and that could take me four or five months because it. you really, that's how long that process takes, you right. know? I feel like it's just a huge reflection of feelings that we experience, long and short. Do you feel that you know a tone for a project before or after you've recorded? So like you might have Ooh. like, both, both. actually i don't know this so both. like when you're putting together an album because i just want to know your strat like your process right if you're creating an album are you thinking okay it's going to be this many songs and we got to cover these bases on these songs or are you churning out and making things and then outlining it afterwards see both okay because like i said I, with the alepe project with felipe and i that's that first one you mentioned we, we did seven songs we created bullet points for each song about how this character grows into the last song and then this other solo shit that I don't even have a title for yet and I might just be on some twig shit you know LP1 whatever the fuck you know I'm just making songs and I'm just like alright if I can have three four songs by July that are quality those are gonna make it but that might be out of a pool of 15 Mm -hmm. you know and you would would you go into that thinking like at, let's say after you've recorded 15, let's say 30 songs. Right. And you're not, you, you maybe you'll pick 20, maybe you'll pick 10. Do you try to formulate a tone through that collection of music? Or do you kind of try to make it go up and down? Are you, are you thinking about approaching it from like one perspective? Or is this mm. next solo project going to be something that goes up and down? Are we dealing with grief? Are we laughing? And then are we dealing with loss? And then right. are we healing? Or is it a full cohesive feeling the entire time i have no idea that's amazing july 2nd that's good i have no idea <laughs> stay tuned stay that's tuned. a great answer july. i do have a, yeah, i do have a working that's... title but other than that it's uh, it's, it's it's just us i feel I think like that's the working title when it's usually that way picking out of 30 or 20 songs it, you you usually find the theme 
with the song, even if they don't match. Right. It's something about the four or five you pick, mm-hmm. you can hear it. It just does it. It's, it's just a feeling. It's just right. a feeling. Like, yeah. that's that. It's just a feeling. Does picking more songs, and this is for both of you, does picking more songs for a project, do you feel that that broadens your tone and can make it kind of more of like this over this arching mm. experience? See, I have never I recorded know. a lot of songs at a time to do a project. Yeah. Right now, I'm trying to do like my first official, so I'm like putting mm. a set. I already got the cover. I already got like the right. four beats I'm going to do. Right. Like, and it's just a matter of time. But there is a, a flip side to that because it's kind of, I'm not doing that well with that. I Next time I do need to record a lot and just pick so I can just get the, you know what I'm saying? I can just hear it fresh again. Right. But. What was the question? Well, it was just what, like, you're, uh, is it easier for you to pick from a lot of songs to establish a tone, or, or is it easier Ooh. to kind of, like, narrow it down and make it one specific thing? I think you could go both ways. Right. And I'm sorry for being so aloof on all your questions. No, because I feel like, like you have answers for both. You know, I feel like, <laughs> look at Smino, right? He has an 18-track album, and they all bang, you know? Mm-hmm. But look at Amalu. We really only like eight of her songs, and she's one of our favorites. Yeah. She has a three-track project and a five-track project, and we we can't wait for the next one. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. like, it all depends. And for me, it's just like the first one you like. Stop thinking after that. You know, like I feel like it's gonna take you five minutes after you made twenty songs to pick the ones you like. Mm-hmm. And if you're to think about the other ones, they're not it. Right. They they don't make the cut. You know, like I, even the pack I made for you guys today, I was like, mm, I really only want to show them like four. You know, mm-hmm. I got about twenty, but I want to show y'all four. Okay. You know. So, so doing as much as you do, because you're one of the lifers. You dedic- literally dedicated your life and your philosophy and everything to like producing music and like art and like being like true to it. Yeah. Do you? That was big. That was a mouthful to the point where I almost kind of forgot the question. <laughs> I was ask. How do you? Now I remember. How do you balance r- real life? Like, because that's literally the Shoot. biggest kind of like conflict is literally having to like be taken out of your dream like you're sleeping when you're doing it you're sleeping you're in your mind space but then having to be taken out of it like like how has that been for you and how has your involvement and being able to like dive in helped that yeah um that is real life for yeah, me. I was about to say, what do you like, mean by the dream no 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 but i i see what you're saying because like like work like from an outside perspective like from a lot of people it's like oh that's not real like you're like I'm not saying you're saying that, but I'm saying I get that a lot from people. You know, like, I don't think that that's legitimate. I don't think that that's, you know, something that I could consider work. But, like, that is real life. You know, that is... I'm talking about the shitty things. You're talking like about just, like, to having a 9 to 5 and shit? Or like, your mom's hitting you up to come do this thing, so you got to go do that. Right, just day to day. Or, like, going to the pharmacy and having to just pick up, like, your prescription and shit like that. Like, I guess. Just more, like, the, like, the things that take time away from it. Like, right. how do you balance, like you having to do things that you don't want to do generally, but then still being able to dedicate as much time as you do. Well, in a way that's like the rendering process almost. It's like the enriching period. You know, like today, like, like I've been cleaning my grandparents' house twice a week for like the last like couple months since COVID hit, you know, because like they had to get rid of the cleaning lady and I was kind of the only one who like had time in a schedule or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But when I go over there and clean and like really get in my zone, like ideas come to me. Like Mm -hmm. shit, like, that I don't think of because sometimes like you stare at the screen so long you're like oh, I just want to think of something right, and right. then like once you let it go you know there comes back to that letting go thing we're talking about you know like I just got in that motion of cleaning of doing whatever you know and then when I was there today I had ideas for music just being there mm-hmm. just doing shit just doing regular life shit because that regular life shit Man, you know I got a quota. And you know I got a quota. That's reality. Like, it's Lauren. She said, fantasy is what people want. Reality is what we need. Mm -hmm. In our fantasy, yeah, we want to be in the studio 24-7 and have millions of dollars and order pizzas and smoke weed and shit all day. But that's not real life, bro. Mm -hmm. That's not what other people are going through. If we don't go through what other people go through, we won't be able to make the art that is going to reach other people's hearts and our own because right. that's our life experience too yeah it's not you a, know? like that that fantasy is not a reflection of real life no it's, it's kind not of like this thing that people think they have to chase like that status and being in a place where mm-hmm. oh, all i have to do is literally get up go to the studio 
you know, some girls will come over, dealer will come over, yeah. order some food, do this all day. Like, mm -hmm. the only motherfuckers who are in that position have sign had... You said what? Usually sign the labels. That's, a, that's not like a... Right, well, yeah, but exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. an independent person is still putting... Right. Yeah. Progressing artists aren't mm -hmm. at that point yet, though. No, yeah, they won't be until exactly. a label signs them exactly. and they're on the contract. But yeah, the independent route, yeah, you yeah. have to live life. You have to, like, but then your music's no, so much more authentic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't think independent artists have the time unless you're freaking like trust fund baby to even sit in the studio all day. Shoot. For but, real. I haven't met anybody even in you school won't. <laughs> that was in that position. Like, you won't. I'm sure there are mm -hmm. people like that. Like, I mean, in just... They're in the studio. You won't you, meet them. Yeah, you'll never see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's, yeah, they're in the studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but like, look at Billie Eilish. Like... Mm -hmm. That's she. She was homeschooled mm -hmm. and has been making music since she was like eight. Mm -hmm. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Zoe Kravitz. Brought up into it. Jaden Willow Smith. Yeah, shout out to Phineas and Billy, bro. For real, bro. Yeah. They out there out the bedroom, bro. I don't even like their music, but they making that shit. I can't lie. I've never listened to any of his. He produces everything. But. Does he have like solo music? Yes, he does. So he sings too on his stuff, or is it like I haven't listened to him, but he does have solo. Oh, you haven't listened to him? No, uh, I've never. I, I, no, I, his beats are banging. Shout out Phineas. I like Billie Eilish. I don't know if I have listened to anything from Billie Eilish though in like a whole year. Now that I think about it, she hasn't had anything. Nothing out Nothing yet. Out. Yeah, I haven't really been seeing a whole lot of music out in general. Yeah, January and February. There's yeah, there's been no music really. It's kind of disappointing. Something about to drop. I mean, oh, that, uh, the labels are still closed down, man. What's dropping? That Judas Black Messiah uh, soundtrack dropping this Friday. Okay. Is that the fucking soundtrack everybody's talking about where yeah. they've just been posting the track yeah. list? Yeah. Is it all new songs? Yeah. Yes. It's all new and songs. And I'm pissed because I literally saw the track list, but nobody said what movie it was. Yeah. So I'm reading the artist and I'm like, wow, this is going to be really good. Like, mm -hmm. I wonder what movie this is for. And I literally like Googled like 30 different search results to try and figure out what it was and I couldn't figure it out. That makes so much sense. Hmm. Yeah. That'll be good. Hopefully. Nas, EPM, yeah. uh, or the song EPMD. EPMD. But Nas yeah. has a song on there. Rakim. Uh, yeah, Rakim has the bonus. Oh, Rakim. Yeah. Smino and Saba. Pusha Isti. Yeah. Jay-Z. Uh, Nipsey Hussle got a, got a track too. Speaking of Jay-Z, he had he got this unreleased song with Nipsey, bro. Yeah, that's, that's popping it's off on, on that. Yeah, yeah. It's coming off oh, on that. Oh my, I just... LeBron played a snippet on his fucking Instagram oh, last night. Oh, oh it's because it's LeBron produced God. it, right? Oh Judas my the Black God! The movie? Yeah, his I like it. his production company oh, did it. Yeah, bro, when y'all hear when y'all hear this J verse, it's crazy. on the internet somewhere right now. Just the clip. <sighs> One of his hardest verses. Nips, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the hardest. That shit's dope. Did y'all ever listen to Nipsey like uh, no that much when we were in high school? I did it. No, I, I'll just I'll admit I did it. Like, I just actually heard my first full album of him uh, on the road trip this summer. Which, Which one? Uh, I want to say the marathon. The OG. Yeah, I want to say the marathon, the one that he like sold for like ten thousand. Is that with the flag on the front where he like cut his arms crossed? It's the one Jay Z bought like ten copies of for ten thousand. Oh yeah. Um, marathon continues, or victory lap. Oh, that was his it album. was a mixtape. So I think it's. I think it's a marathon. It maybe is a marathon. I remember listening. It's the one he just sold out of his store. He rapped on the MGMT beat on that one. The that one with the flutes. What's that? MGMT beat. That's like electric feel. Electric feel. Rock an electric feel. That one. He rapped on that beat. I know he rapped over that. That's crazy. Jesus Christ. Oh, dude, he goes. He went nuts. I remember a lot of people who lived like West Side, like near the high school, like oh, right yeah. around the corner of the high school. A lot of those guys would always listen to him. And mm -hmm. I never really knew about him until listening to like Dom Kennedy and like mm -hmm. all the other West Coast, like yeah. you know, underground, like the yeah. people were popping when we were in high school. And then I guess this last album was the first, that that's the one that he was nominated for. Is a victory lap too? Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 That dude, it's just crazy how much influence that dude had from like, an underground perspective yeah. to lead but he was into still mainstream. his five years and become underground. That. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that, you don't you don't hear about shit like that. Yeah. that like shit he would flip flop. He would go underground for an album and then be still the mainstream guy he is. Yeah. But like sell like sell a fucking tape for ten thousand dollars and only have a hundred copies. Like that's genius. 
That's a million dollars. Hit some of the best. When he was features. already signed. Some great features. Remember Rocky Fresh? No. Bro. <laughs> like, Me and oh. Rocky Fresh. Oh, man. Straight body. My new flows remind me of 12 gay shotties. Yeah, that's that shit. Great. That was Casey Veggies. Remember Casey Veggies? <laughs> yeah. Customized Greatly 3. Bro. Bro. That had some good stuff. The underground hip hop scene was I did so not, I did not like most of that stuff in high school. Well, it's just crazy. Think about how, like, if you think of, like, all the decades of music or whatever, and, like, the early 2000s were very much, like, ran by Kanye and Jay-Z and, like... Or, no, no, I say the late 2000s. I think early 2000s, it was like... 50 Cent game. 50 Cent, but it was also just like... Hip-hop was like... T.I. Weird. It was like poppy, you know? like Lil Jon I mean, was... Uh, what would you call Lil today? Jo- today? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, hip-hop is, hip-hop is saturated as hell. That's what I say today. Yeah. I say it's saturated as fuck. Yeah. That SoundCloud. You got a lot of people making music now. Easy peasy. What happened to rock and roll? Rock and roll got, you know, like 80s, like ACDC when that shit <laughs> got played out. Ever die, though? I don't think it's just going to evolve like everything yeah. else. I feel like it's going to be the only, I feel like it's going to be the oldest genre. Because it's not really a genre. The the day. It's like a folk art, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's a, a combination. Yeah. 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 Rock rock and roll used to be a lifestyle, isn't that funny? Dudes with huge hair and like, Punk? dude, and, uh, for real. Called, like, Leashes, mm-hmm. like they're wearing like collars yeah, and shit. like yeah. leather and shit. That was really cool. If you think about eras though, like the era of hip hop is like the long, like longer than any saying. of that it's shit. The... It's been it's been alive for thirty five years, mm-hmm. you know. And will forever. I like tweeted something about this. I was arguing with somebody. Somebody said like hip hop has never evolved, like hasn't evolved right <laughs> or blah, blah blah. And I literally no, I guess nobody understood it when I tweeted it because somebody asked me like, what the fuck did you mean by that? But I was like, hip hop is the only avant-garde music that's popular right and that is the only that has been popular punk wasn't that punk wasn't mainstream punk was for the underground avant-garde right? yeah but like hip-hop you can put on three separate songs and they'll all sound you can put three different songs on that released this year mm. and they'll all sound like different shit totally di- doesn't even sound like the same genre nope because you got we, we sample from everywhere yeah we take influence you know what i'm saying so I don't know. I feel like it's going to stay forever. I feel like there are a lot of it's contemporary branches to hip hop too that people like might not be the most popular, but mm-hmm. have like these huge followings, mm-hmm. like behind the scenes. I keep saying behind the scenes, but I mean like literally like you don't hear, you know, currency on the radio all the time. Mm-hmm. But he's literally one of the biggest like underground artists mm-hmm. to ever exist. Yeah, he's yeah. The underground's player. always been holding down, bro. That's and where the it game started. Has always been saturated. We had freaking. That's a fact too. Fucking run DMC, all respect. Doing songs for Aerosmith, <laughs> pop as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but there was always, you know, a Big Daddy Kane or a freaking Tribe, Shoot. or you know, a KRS One, MF Doom. You've been playing a lot of him. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. I've been playing a lot. KRS One. I'm even naming my like the project after uh, his. He has an album called Ghetto Music: The yeah. Blueprint. For hip hop, which that's Jay Z took like the blueprint from that. But I'm gonna, I'm taking ghetto music. Oof, I, I love that title. And I was just when I saw that, I was just like, man, that's it my just hits album you. right now. Ghetto music blueprint, great album. I have to do my research. Great album for real. He's a teacher, man. He's so he's like a teacher. He's so original too. Like for an artist who's been around. Well, I mean, been around. I guess is mm-hmm. is kind of stretch, but like who made music as far ago as like the early eighties, mm-hmm. basically he sounds like he could be a artist today oh, yeah. and it's not, it's not gimmicky or aged yeah. or and it's crazy shitty. when you, when I was like listening back for the first time, cause I'm just now getting into like cool G rap and like Kane and Rakim and like finally listening, listening to their albums. Cause like I was always, yeah. I'm always, influenced by them whether I like to know it or not because like my favorite rappers those were their favorite rappers Cool G Rap and Rock right. Kim and you know what I'm saying but KRS man I don't even know what I was about to say about this man oh just when I listen back you can hear stuff that you never knew was him like I never knew that was him that did it's the sound of the police oh, I never shit. knew that was KRS I never knew that either but it is it's the sound of the That's I never knew that either yeah. oh we, shit like everybody knows KRS or like um, 
fucking song off the first album. I forget. I forget. Oh, listen to my nine millimeter go bang. That's it. Like I was like, holy shit. I like I've known KRS my whole life, and I didn't know it was him. I think we're getting to a point though. It's kind of scary where it's like, well, not scary, but it's interesting. Like yeah. a lot of people who were coming up, literally when we were in high school, maybe mm-hmm. even when we were in college, like early twenties, people would say like, you know, yeah, my biggest influences are like. Yay and Jay Z and like mm. you know KRS One currency like people who've been around for a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. We're finally getting to a point where the biggest names are, you know, shouting out Lil Uzi Vert. Uzi, yeah, I was just shouting saying. out Drake and saying that they're their influences. And it's like right. they don't like you said they they ha- their influences are exactly the same. They just don't even know it because they're not you know how far back are they really right. going to listen? And I, to I think there is a lack of like going back or homework i think it's really because people see rap as pop a culture now a stepping stone more so than when you look at something as an art you're gonna do your research mm-hmm. yeah. you're gonna be like okay how did it get here like tiara wag does her research i believe it man i can't wait for her next shit yeah oh i wanted to give y'all my top five today okay just um what you want artists or rappers that was what I said, I think, too. Because it's different. It is different. It's way different. There's so much more to cover. I don't want to get mad, so I'm going to say artists. Because <laughs> I don't know who you're going to say you're talking about. For rappers? <laughs> artists? Right, I got to do it quick. I'm going to think about it too much. Yay, Twigs, Andre, Lauren, Erica. Andre and your top five rappers, too? Hell Yeah. So who are your top five favorite rappers? Because I feel like I knew those answers. Because those are these are those are people that you've always played. Yeah, I've always um, showed me their shit. Right, right. So like, because rappers now I'm curious. Top five rappers is, is three that go over. Is right. is Ye, Andre, and Lauren, uh-huh. Kendrick. Fifth spot is so fucking hard, bro. Bro, so Kendrick's in your top five? Hell yeah. So we had a conversation the other day with somebody who basically was like. Who were they arguing? Who were they arguing against? Because they said Kendrick Drake. is the best rapper. So we were drunk. We were very drunk. Yeah. Well, they were, but you might have been. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was annoyed with the conversation. <laughs> but like we were talking about, like Kendrick and Drake, two totally different artists, yeah. basically approaching rapping from two totally different perspectives. Right. Yeah. But, I yeah. I basically said Kendrick's lineage comes from Eminem and Jay Z. There you and go. Drake's come from Jay Z and like R. Kelly or something. Kanye no, or like, like you know what I'm saying. R. I feel like Kelly. They're influenced by like some of the same people. Yeah, you can definitely say the Kanye influence and in Drake. And the argument basically was, I love Kendrick. Okay. Yeah. But I like Drake better. I'm more of a bar person. That's fair. I like That's bars, a mentality. I like quotables, I like wittiness, I like all of that. Yeah. And I basically, we were arguing, I basically was just like, Kendrick ain't got bars. Show me a bar right now. A bar. I give you a whole song with a bunch See, of that's bars. What I'm, exactly. And that's what <laughs> he See, said. Exactly. It's, that's what he said as well, and I was like, that's not what I... Kendrick's big picture. Drake is bar for bar. And that's what and we I, were trying to explain. That's what we, because the, per, the person we were arguing with was just like, no. Like, they just wouldn't agree with anything we were saying. But it was like, they are, they both could be considered the greatest rappers, but mm-hmm. for two different, like, Kendrick is a, you know, he's got the flow to, for days. And he, he makes has a story. Beautiful he has concepts. Stories. You ever heard a concept album from Drake? Just Take Care seems like kind of a concept. But yeah, concept but, but I mean, the concept doesn't mean greater. That's, that, what, that's I'm what I'm saying. I'm, that, I'm, not, I'm not saying it means greater, right, right. but I'm saying like, like a lot of thought doesn't mean something's better. That's where <laughs> I've been. Cause I, I see people be like, you know, they put all this blah blah blah. It's a, like I didn't like Igor, even though I had a lot of thought and shit. Sometimes I like. I feel like execution spur of the moment. Right, but I feel like you might only like spur of the moment because execution exists as well. You know, like if you put butterfly versus take care and take a butterfly every day. Because that shit changes my life as every time album, I listen yeah. to it. Yes, you know? of course. But well, it's yeah, singular. Makes, well, Kendrick makes better albums. Right. Of course. 
That's like, not even an argument. Yeah. But who raps better? Kendrick exactly. is the crazy but, question. And, and then that boils down to... Take, go, Kendrick doesn't go, ghostwrite. He doesn't take ghostwriters. That's a good but Drake, And I had to argue this. Drake, that whole ghostwriting thing, nobody ever wrote bars for Drake. They wrote a hook. For nah, Drake. bro. Nah, they bro. Wrote a hook. I heard the reference track. It was the hook, the hundred bro, band, but that, that, fifty band, hundred. That, that hot ninety seven though, the hot ninety seven freestyle. Drake did not write that, bro. That's what Funk Flex is saying. I don't know. That's <laughs> what they're saying now. Did you hear about this? I thought the argument was that he did write a freestyle. Like it wasn't a freestyle. He who, wrote it. Who write? Who doesn't write a freestyle? Well, what Funk Flex says. What Funk Flex said was that Drake rehearsed it without the phone. Without the phone, he rehearsed it and like he behind the scenes. The and then he put the phone in his hand, in his hand to make it look like that he wrote it. Interesting. That's what Flex was saying. I mean, people do it all the time. It's now. just it's just a prop. You know, to be like, I'm reading off this phone. <laughs> I got my Blackberry. Like, cause remember Drake's whole thing was he was the Blackberry kid. He would walk around with the Blackberry. It's true, people were talking shit about <laughs> That's it. a fact. That's a fact. Ice Cube, That's he was fact. like, I'm not writing in a uh uh, black okay. uh, Blackberry. I'm writing on a piece of paper. See, exactly, and that's. But okay, the Kendrick and Drake shit. I feel like it boils down to the same argument: Big versus Tupac. Big is a bar motherfucker. There you go. And people say Tupac is the best because his songs. There you go. His stories. I feel like it's literally the same thing. But oh, also No Name. That's my fifth. That's my fifth spot for oh. sure. Favorite rapper? Yeah. Man. No one doesn't like No Name. No one has. She's radical, bro. She don't give a fuck if she's famous. Yeah. Like. I can't get over that Andre. I don't understand that Andre thing. That he's in the top five? He was like in Billboard's top five. I was like, what? What's going on? I don't understand it. I was pretty know. good at just, rapping. For me, it's, just the, it's the cadences. For me, it's the cadences, the storytelling, and just the overall feeling. I pick rappers on feeling I get. I don't do it off like status and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's just the feeling I get. The feeling I get from Lauren. The feeling I get from Andre, I've never matched that with anybody else. I've never matched that with a Drake song consistently. And been like, oh, I got to come back to this to see myself. You know? That's all I base it off of. Is Andre better when they're rapping as Outkast? I've never spent time comparing. That's an interesting question. That is an interesting question. Because yeah. I would say it's debatable. Like, you could say that some of his greatest verses are features. That, that and aren't that that's why I was like, why is he in your top five? Because he doesn't really have solo, solo rap shit. Songs. He probably has like two, maybe one solo rap. You would songs, consider straight up rap. You would consider Love Below like solo. How many? There's no rap songs on there. There's a few. There's rap verses, but there are no rap songs. Yeah. I mean, you would consider spread a rap song? No. Or uh, Valentine's Day? No. Those are songs. That's interesting. They have rap. They have rap songs, but they're not rap songs. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Are they R and B songs? But no, th- they're just. They're, but they're to songs. me, in a way, that's that that speaks to my point. <laughs> but though. he is hip hop, so they could. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It speaks he to my point, hip-hop. though. That's why he's one of my favorites, is because like, he's on the fringe, right. but he's still so fucking dope. Same thing with CeeLo. CeeLo's one of my favorite. He, yeah. Like he's hip hop technically, but if you listen to it, it's like same hip hop, but. Okay. Kendrick. We yeah. had a drunk argument, me and um, his roommate's brother. It was funny. Because I knew where it was going to go. Cause it's the same conversation. I've had it. He plays Money Trees every time he comes over. Oh, my like, God. He literally is like, oh, you ready for the greatest song of all time? And then he plays Money Trees every time. I know that song word for word, not because I listened to it since high school. Because, because he plays it every time. plays it every time he comes over. It's a good song. Yeah. It's not his best song, though. J Rock has a way better verse. I think his that. best song, Kendrick's best songs, are on each album. Like he literally gets better. Yeah. So like my fa- his best song, for me objectively, Fear. It's a good song. Fear. I like when I heard like I get chills still. Well, like, he said that was his favorite song he ever wrote. I mean, you could tell like literally if you go back to each album, his best song. That's how I feel about Drake too. Drake's yeah. best song is on whichever new album has just came out. Somehow they get better. I don't understand. But yeah, I, when I heard Fear, God damn it, I'll beat your ass if you, bro. Yeah. That whole shit. So what's Drake's last great song? If every album he comes out with a good, a, a great, next great song, what was his last great song? Ooh. 
Did, excluding like the leak album or whatever, the Dark Road demos or whatever. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, what was on before that again? The other leak, Scorpion, right? The care package of the old songs. Oh yeah, but that's not technically. Yeah, so, yeah it would have been Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, best song. I thought I thought Is There More was pretty fucking dope. <laughs> so good. Which one? Is There More? That exactly. Either that or I like uh, That's How You Feel. I love his writing on that. Like I think that's his best writing for like a song, song not a rap song, but. Rap, yes. Is there yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that means crazy. Nasty, bro. yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I don't think it's a rap song, but my favorite song that he put out last was Finesse. I love that song. I was about to say Jaded. <laughs> Just good Jaded. Just makes great R and B songs, dude. It's crazy. But that's why okay, that's why I was exactly. asking because on the new one that came out last year, the demos, Dark Lane demos. Dark Lane demos. That one with Chris Brown is his best song to date so What's far. That? It's called Not You Too. And literally, whoever did this song is genius. Because Chris Brown, I was like, I don't like Chris Brown. So when I turned, I was like, Oh God. But they mixed his vocals so low. It's like he's just harmonizing with Drake. He's not even a feature really. It's the it's one of the greatest songs. I don't know why I can't think of that song. It's called Not You Too? It's Him called, and Chris right. Brown it's on The Dark Knight? Not You thing? Too. I'll play it after we're done. Yeah, I don't remember that it's song. Genius. The only one I can remember <laughs> is the fucking... Uh, oh my God, it was huge. It was the one... Fuck. That I'm a sick so, of man, wicked man. No, nah, it was... Uh, yeah, I literally just want to know the name so I don't look like an idiot. But it was literally his... like, I guess you'd say his pop song on that. Not Toosie Slide. The other one. That's it's very it's very catchy. It's literally like his catchy kind of go to song. Um, really? It is called "Time Flies." I've never heard. That. I like that song a lot. That's a really. It's good him song. by himself. It is him by himself. Uh, I've never heard that. It's very good, but it's like a it's just like a catchy you know what I'm saying rap song. Like he just makes the most catchy songs. Mm. Yeah, just I heard a leak with him and Draco the Ruler today. Yeah, crazy. I saw you post that shit, bro. Yeah, and I was literally like, "Oh, like Drake, Draco the Ruler," and I was like, "Okay," because I like the Draco album that just came out, mm-hmm. and uh, I listened to it not knowing it was a leak, like thinking it was gonna be like on Spotify or some shit in the next hour, bro. Another song that should not have been leaked. Just like what was the one? Vital. He's sharing it with everyone. He needs to cut it out. But he, he might. Stop. People say he does it on purpose. Bro. Have you heard Vital? No, bro. That's it. It's like two minutes long. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why. I don't know why we're only talking about Drake. Yeah, I don't know. That, I'll, yeah, Alex okay. doesn't really love Drake. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. He's been very. <laughs> he's been very like. I don't hate Drake. Like, not just, like, just like I. I'm not gonna talk shit, but sure. Yeah, shit, okay. I'm just learning things. You know, I'm just learning things. I'll send you the D. The yeah. When I talk about Drake, box. people are usually right. like, "I didn't know he like drank so much." Cause I be, bro. Drake is come on, man. I mean, that's what's up, bro. So like. Five. It's, pro- it's probably because I'm a Jay Z fan and I see the you see the lineage, yeah. And they, yeah, I like the conversational flow. I like the talking with you, sitting down talking to you, right? Type flows, right? Um, but yeah. When do you think Jay Z will stop rapping? Never. Never. You hear his? Do you hear his stop? voice? Never. He has the perfect rap voice. Yeah. He sounds like he did when he was 26 years old. I think he'll be the oldest rapper. Like, he he'll be 80. He will. And he'll still be able to get yeah. on a song. Well, this yeah. is the first time in history we've ever seen rappers from the 80s or 90s still have a career. It's, that's how young it is. It's crazy. Like, we're finally seeing, yeah. That's crazy. Over 35. Q- <laughs> Q-Tip has like, the same voice. He has the same exact voice. Exact same. Mm-hmm. Hasn't changed. Yeah. DMX got an album coming out. Oof, I'm not, excited about. Not excited, but You're not? Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Santino Jones. What's up? We might end it in a second, but before we go, yeah. Any like words of wisdom on people? Let's say artists. They can be artists in anything, but just dealing with, let's say, writer's block. Let's say perfection. Yeah. Doubt. Anxiety. What should? What would you say to them? For the not the best way to get over it because that's a process. Yeah. To you know make it go a little smoother, make recording go a little smoother, make you know what I'm saying. The first part of that question was writing, right? Yeah, writer's block. I say read, read, read. 
okay. you will get inspired like think about it like you did you wouldn't want to paint pictures unless you saw paintings so mm-hmm. respect other people's writing because that's the only way that like you'll find your own voice is that you'll resonate with certain things that you read right. uh, what have you been reading Secret Life of Bees Sumunk Kid some of the most beautiful writing I've ever read in my entire life the way she like just jumps from sentence to sentence and from like picture to picture and metaphor to simile mm-hmm. it's so beautiful it's insane I've never read writing like this ever uh, also this book called Writing Down the Bones which is just a book about writing by Natalie Goldberg it's like one of those like you flip to a chapter and read it and then like you go about your day mm-hmm. Bulmer gave me that and I've never let go it's such a good book I was gonna say who's the guy that he had us read that was Walk in the Woods Bill Bryson Yeah, he's, I still he's, have that too this is a tough like it's a challenging read because just to get through it because it's like you really have to pay attention to like what he's saying because he mm. goes so far into detail but yeah. like some of the most was like, that the one you guys had to read over the summer yeah that I didn't read yeah I think so green cover I remember seeing it I never the, had AP, it has the barrel but I, would, I remember seeing people walking with that book like I gotta read it this summer yeah. mad as fuck I'm like dang yeah, yeah. I'm I, was, AP. <laughs> I was pissed too and then I started reading it and I was like what the fuck is this book about? And then I kept going and going, and it really is just about a guy going on a, a the Appalachian the Trail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was that? Um. Oh. Uh. He had us read Siddhartha too. Great. Shout My favorite novel. Crazy. Shout out to Bulmer for My favorite yeah. novel. getting us onto that. That was yeah. That was a big deal. That was Herman a big Hess. part of just a, a, a belief. Literally, just not just religion or just spirituality, but like belief in like. Yeah you know motive and reasoning and everything like that is one of like the most eye-opening things yeah that i read yeah dude on that tip a new earth by eckhart tolle okay crazy okay crazy i'm reading that next eckhart tolle is like he wrote that other book called the power of now that everyone like knows about Mm. but this one man that should blow your mind Mm. that should blow your mind nice yeah what was that second part of the question um doubt doubt perfection Doubt perfection. Embrace the unknown. There's so much beauty in the unknown. So much beauty in not knowing what the next moment holds. Because if you just always got the next hour on your mind, you're never really where you are. And true art is only made when you're there in the studio. There. Not on your phone. Not like thinking about, you know, what you're going to be doing next is when you're there and you're in it. You treat it like work. Treat it like a job. Like, don't be like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to just pull up and I'm just going to make some shit. No, you're going to pull up and you're going to make some fucking shit because you are there, mm-hmm. you know? Because I see it, bro. I be in the studio with, like, people who talk a lot and I just see how you can cut through that shit and then you set the tone and everyone's mm-hmm. like, all right, we work it, you know? And we really work it. It's work. It's work on yourself. It's right. work. Uh, last part of the question. I forgot it. The perfection. Same thing. Embrace it, you know? And then, like, embrace the unknown, but know that, like, things can always change and be better. Because it could be better. Right. You know? Look at Ye. He did a whole album after album, you know? He did Pablo twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have Louis like, both the mixes still. Do I have the vinyl with the original. Man. Yeah. But, yeah. It was great. Bro, I just missed you guys like a lot. Like I really missed y'all, so I'm just happy I could be here. Oh, thank you for coming. I, yeah. It was a, it was nice to have you. At the, you haven't been in my house yet. Have you? It's my first time yeah. here. Welcome, welcome to the the humble abode. It was really yeah. nice talking to you about not just like music and like our fandom, but like hearing your process. Because as right. I mean, as much I mean, you are a very you don't say things to say things when you're saying things. You're you're explaining how you feel. It's not bullshit. So. Right. To hear you do that over the boards and have, you know, a lot of insight about, like, how you go about your process, it was just more detail, just more insight. You know, you never, you've never said the same thing twice, it seems like, too. I mean, when we were, I think it was, like, right when I got back from school. Yeah. You were in the same mode you were in, but, like, going over to you, you think, yeah, it was, what's that street right around the corner from here? Coke. Oak Street? I think so. It was the first the first place that you were at when yeah. I came home. All those conversations that we had about like what you were trying to do and like what you were trying to tackle in your music, all those conversations have evolved since then. Like what? everything and it's very clear that like 
you are taking steps forward and like you are disciplining yourself but at the same time you're like growing and right. evolving your understanding of music and it's just really cool because we've known each other since we were young yeah we were so young so like just to see that and like you know post-covid see that you're farther ahead than you were at that time just it i mean it makes me it just makes me happy that it's not it has not broken you. This crazy world that we are in is not. It can not. never be broken. Yeah. I'm happy to well, share clearly, with you. Clearly. One of the strongest people I know, Merle. Yeah. Oh, man. Spiritually, Thanks, guys. Thank you. For real. I mean, you got some muscles, too, but, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seriously, man. We got this pull-up yeah. bar in my career, bro. I be doing 10 every time I go down the stairs. But, anyways, <laughs> I appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, man. Can you um, preface these uh, two two tracks or two or three tracks? Let's do it. And we'll just drop it in at the end, yeah. Yeah. So, this first one. It's called In the Woods as a working title. It'll be off my next solo project. This one's going to be called Patience. This will be off the Aleppe project. Probably starts at my father, putting his hands on my mama, giving her trauma. Why the umbilical fed me? She took a vow and said she would protect me. Took a red eye from the bed of this cast. Elaine had a conversation with the dude. That's like half of myself. I wonder if him and I would have been cool. Wonder if that's why I ain't been to school. Something about his genetics for me to forget it. And hustle to my shit's the hottest on Reddit. I bet it's got something to do. Huh, with how I be beefing with my girl. She tell me that my ass don't be coming through. Monkey see, monkey do. And I never met him. That part of me stuck in the zoo.
And then this last one is a beat that I like to have everybody cipher on. Right now it's just called beat number six. Appreciate that, man. Um, or my living room. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks. All right. <laughs>